Yes, yes, people, we are back live. We are back live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube for another edition of the Man of United podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Manchester United. So please keep all your comments, all your questions, Manchester United related people. Apologies on the slight delay is because on my other laptop, YouTube decided to, uh, to sign me out for whatever reason. I do not know why, but love to everyone who is currently locked in. Like I said, keep all your questions, comments, Manchester United related. As you can see from the title, vital win versus Burn Burnley, but the performance concerning, and I put a question mark on it. So I'll be giving my full thoughts on the game, even though some of you are in the chat and some people who are watching or watching this back uh, may have heard my thoughts. I'll obviously be looking ahead to the Crystal Palace game uh, tomorrow. Also looking ahead to the Crystal Palace game on Saturday as well, because we play them twice in the space well, in this same week. But make sure you hit the like button on the video. Vitally important you do that. Hit the like button on the video, people. Share across all the socials as well. I need you lot to continue to share across all the social media apps you are active on and follow at That's Me Flawless across all socials and follow Sarcasm City TV across all socials. We are closing in on 8,200 subscribers as well. Hit that subscribe button, people. I need you lot to do that. Whether you're watching live right now or watching this back, after the live, big up to you, but I need you lot to subscribe. Big up to all the audio listeners as well. And of course, if you super chat, I will get straight to your comment, your question as well. Sheik, big up in the chat, says big up. Run the likes up when you end up. Follow the kick as well and subscribe if you haven't for more content. My gosh, Sheik. Um, before, big up Flawless, before you start the show, did you like the timestamp? Hey, you're a real one for that, Warrior J. I forgot to mention that to you yesterday. Was not only was not only was the timestamp needed, number one, number two, you did that with the swiftness. If Manchester United move like you, we'd be in a much better position. I was like, wow. I checked it. I was like, man, did the timestamp like that? So, yeah, all you lot, salute Warrior J for people who have been asking for timestamps in regards to the watch-alongs. Warrior J is now doing that for the Manchester United game. So, you just have to look in the comment section. And what I'll do is I'll pin it as well. I'll pin it. But, um, Warrior J, because you're a mod, I might, if I bump you up to a mod, you may be able to pin it yourself. But I'll make sure I pin it from now on if I can on the comment section. I will, um, on the show afterwards, definitely. Big up to Stuart B in the cut who says, Big up flawless. Would you want what do you what uh would you want Ten Hag to do? Get results if it means not pretty like Burnley or implement his style even if we lose in the short term. It's a mix of both. It's a it's a mix of both. So, like for instance, the Burnley game was all about the result. To get the performance, the Burnley game people was all about the result. We was a draw or a loss away from that game from having absolute mayhem within the fan base. It would still be a talking point now. That game was, what, Saturday, 8 p.m.? It's now Monday, closing in on 5 p.m., and that's all the conversation would have been. He would have been so under so much scrutiny, even if Manchester United would have performed excellent. If we, if, if we would have dropped points in that game, that's the whole conversation. It would have been like the purge. For those that have seen the purge, make sure you watch them. I've only actually seen the first two, but that's exactly what it would have been like. It 110% would have been the purge if we would have indeed not won that game. So it's all about the result. I liken it to being in a boxing match and you've lost the first three rounds. Round one to three, you've lost. You've been buzzed. You know what I'm saying? You're not really doing anything offensively, defensively. Your opponent's getting to you. That fourth round is not about going out there and, and being dominant and stopping your opponent. It's about, all right, let's just work on the fundamentals. Let's move my feet, get behind my jab. You know what I'm saying? Let's get myself settled and into the rhythm of the actual um, bout. And we lost our last three games, two in the Premier League. And of course, Bayern Munich, we had to win. And he did that. 
But in regards to it going forward, I want to see him implement his style, yes. But you still have to get results. You cannot, and that's what me and Hassan on the last Battle of the North was, was debating in regards to, oh, well, Ten Hag should just play his style. And if he loses, it's okay. What? Where, you, where have you been? So nowhere at Manchester United Football Club would that be accepted by the hierarchy? Would that be accepted and believed in by the players or the fans? You think if Ten Hag implemented his system and we were just losing week in, week out, it'd be like, people would be like, okay, he's implementing his style. You cannot lose football matches on a regular basis at Manchester United. One, you will be under immense pressure. Two, you will lose your job. Van Gaal implemented his system. What are we talking about? Van Gaal implemented his system very well, but guess what? He didn't get results, so he eventually got sacked. People need to do this. People put too much emphasis on style. Do you want to have a style? Yes, but you also need to get results in the short term. Short-term and long-term results is the name of the game. Because if we were 16th, 17th with a great style of play or 4th with just grinding out results, which is what we did for large parts last year as well, which one is the majority of the fan base taking? You'll have some people out there who be like, I just, want to, I just want entertaining football. Non-stable, that's just your um, viewpoint. And I think that's just, I think that's just, what's the word? I think that's foolish. Yeah, I'd rather get relegated playing good football than, you know what I'm saying, win matches not playing well. So you just rather be in the championship playing great football. Okay. So you you watch football for different things as a fan and everyone's entitled to their own opinions on what they want. I want to see success. Yes, would I prefer us to play? Is my preference better football and more entertaining football? Yes. But you know what's entertaining? Winning matches. You know what's also entertaining? Winning trophies. That's much more entertaining. Much more entertaining. Tell you that now. Uh, big up Star Lord every single time. Big up Flawless. Good to see you with so many green usernames as well. Larger part of members. If you are a member of the channel at any level and you do want to join the Instagram group chat, just let me know. Just follow at Sarcasm City TV and I'll add you to the group chat. Eddie says, Flawless, any players you want to see play on Tuesday? I'm asking this because usually Carabao Cup is a chance for bench members to shine. We have to, obviously, I'll talk about this tomorrow with Ivorian more so, but I'll answer it today. I want to see the strongest lineup. Forget rotating. That's, we have, to me, we have two legitimate chances at winning a trophy this season. The Carabao Cup, the FA Cup. Champions League, forget about it. Because so much has to go in our favour. Um, Premier League, forget about it. So I'm looking at the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup. So we better play our strongest team. I'm trying to see Onana in goal. It will be Dalo and Regulon as the fullbacks. Trying to see Varane get minutes next to... Can't believe I'm saying this. I'd play Johnny Evans next to Varane. Midfield, trying to see Amrabat get minutes. Casemiro, obviously, in there as well. Trying to think. Ericsson, I'd go with. I've already said, that's the midfield three I want to see, but we're not going to see. And I'd play Palestri one side, Ganacho the other, and Hoyland up top. I would drop, but say Bruno has just, he has just a merit. He has just won you a game. So I'd probably throw Bruno in there instead of Ericsson. And then I'd play Palestri from the right, Ganacho from the left, Hoyland up top. I'd drop Rashford. I'm not playing bench players. I'm playing my strongest possible team. Big up to you, Chosen Wisdom. Fire name. Big up to you. And he says, they said the same BS about Oli. I'm having PTSD. I hear you. Uh, I hear you. And to Chosen Wisdom, who says, we still are, we are still a few consecutive defeats away from mayhem. Oh, that's Manchester United Football Club for you. Where to Saeed? We are always a few defeats away from um, mayhem. Let us... Let's let's say hypothetically we go out to Palace in the Carabao Cup, draw the home game. Don't beat Galatasaray. I think it's Galatasaray after that. It might be Galatasaray at home. Let's say those three we don't win. Let's say it's two draws 
and we go out of the Carabao Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's mayhem. We're always that close. We all, always, always. Flawless, yeah, I just went through this to... Um, more, I don't even know how to pronounce your name, my guy. So I just call you UM. No disrespect. Just don't want to butcher your name. But yeah, that I've already mentioned the changes I would. Ed says, uh, big up to you, Ed, every single time. You already know. Says, fans are fickle. It's all when it suits me settings. One week they want style, another they want Ws. Uh, simple. I hear you like it's a mix. But you have to work with what you've got. And like I said, Burnley, we could not afford to not win. So therefore, no issues with what the manager did. Plus, look at the lineup. If you've seen that Burnley lineup and thought we was going to play good football, I don't know what to tell you. I think people think the Manchester even this is the, the last season shirt. People put on the Manchester United shirt and it's like the super serum in Marvel. I think people think the footballers turn into, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Turn into super soldiers. I forget Onana because I thought he he's done well so far. We know Delo's limitations. Regular on his Spurs, third uh, best it's their choice left back Johnny Evans we know about Johnny Evans limitations Lindelof we know is not good enough Casemiro we know all about Casemiro's levels Scott McTominay not good enough Hannibal a youth player Rashford in absolutely shocking form Bruno we know about his limitations and then you got Hoyland who's new why did people I don't get it why did anybody see that lineup and go we're gonna put in a, a phenomenal performance and look great so, Teddy, who says Burnley got better players than us? Um, no, but I don't think I don't think we're a better team. Don't get mistaken, Eddie. We're a better team than Burnley. Don't get mistaken. But the gap is nowhere near as big as people think. Because if our players play for them, not many people are batting an eyelid. If Dalo was at Burnley, would we bat an eyelid? If Regulon, to me, no. Johnny Evans, if he doesn't sign for us, Burnley is the type of team he could have went to. Lindelof, same, no. McTominay definitely fits in over there. If we put Hannibal out on loan and he went to Burnley, is anyone buying an eyelid? No. Rashford, like I said, in poor form. Bruno, Bruno. So that's when I'm saying that. We do have better players than Burnley. Yes, 110%. But the gap is nowhere. A lot of our 11 would not look out of place in their 11. And that's what it is. That, that's legit what it is. Plus, you got to add in context in regards to one, being away from home. Two, Burnley do play good football. Three, our players under immense pressure and for the confidence being on the floor. I put, I take those factors um, into consideration, in particular, poor form. I mean, poor confidence, sorry. I know the confidence of those players is on the floor. So I look at it and I go, all right, grind out a result. And that's credit to the players. I credit them fully. Because they, one thing they didn't lack against Burnley was effort. That's one thing. They did not lack effort. And I was concerned and rightfully so in regards to had these players chucked it in for the manager. I know they they worked hard. They did. They put in the effort. They put in the effort. Yeah. yeah, Emma says we did not go to Burnley to dominate, though. That's a fact. And we don't dominate. We don't have the players to do... Not that lineup, anyway. Not that lineup. Emma says, I would try out uh, Banyan Deer in the cup. He has to play at some point when, if Onana goes to Afcon. That's when I play him. We cannot afford to be resting anybody. Cannot afford to be resting and play our strongest team. It said, and this is a valid point. When Hannibal and Johnny Evans are your best players, you know it ain't been a stylistic masterclass. Yeah, it's not a style thing. It was get the results. It was get the result, I should say. Yeah. So Brian, who says, don't like Onana having too many touches. It slows the game down big time. I have no issue with that. I don't need my goalkeeper rushing 
and playing the ball out quick unless it's on. Take your time. Get some composure. Let everybody get set. Pick out the best possible pass. And also, it could force a play, player to press him, opposition player, which then allows him to pay, play sorry, an easier pass. And then he plays an easier pass, and then we can move up the pitch. Flawless, yesterday I asked you about the positives about the Burnley game, but what negatives you saw in the game that still got you concerned? Um, Just the lack of quality overall in regards to, I say, or I say it week in, week out. I say it day in, day out. Our attack don't create enough. We don't create enough and we don't score enough. And yeah, people can look to Rashford and say, should have passed to Casemiro? Yes, he should have. I think there was another time he should have done something else, but we're talking two moments. Why every time we criticise Manchester United's attack is just Marcus Rashford? Like there's not a striker, another winger, two fullbacks, two midfielders getting forward. That's a concern as well. It's like our entire, well, our entire attack pretty much, now Hoyland's here, it's a bit different, but uh, pretty much our in, the success of our attack relies on one man. That tells you how cheeks our attack is. That tells you all you need to know. All you need to know. Before we continue, though, we're only at 21 likes, people. Get us up to 40 likes. What are we doing? Girls up to 30 likes, sorry. Let's go 30 likes. Like check, one, two, one, two. Let's hit that like button, people. Let's hit that like button and subscribe if you are indeed new to the channel as well. Why have they changed? Oh, changed the settings. It's now on light mode. Can I go into the dark mode on the on the, on the the YouTube? There we go. Parents. I don't like the, the light theme, the dark theme. There we go. We back. Let's see. Chosen Wisdom says, uh, we have been starved of good football for at least six years. I'm convinced that implementing a good and effective, attractive system is the most important thing and the results will follow. Not necessarily. We don't work like that. No, it really don't. Just because you play good, effective and an attractive system doesn't mean good results will follow. Because if the players are not good enough, then it don't matter. The most important thing is the level of the players. You can have the best, you can have the best system in the world with the best coaches in the world, with the best manager in the world. But guess what? If you don't have take that quality away from City, you think they look the same? No. Take that quality away from Liverpool. As we see, then they have a great, they have their prime example. They have a great system, great manager, great coaches. But that quality was lacking last season. That's why they finished fifth. How come they finished behind us, Newcastle United as well? What are we doing here? Like. To Jack, who says, as much as our players are bad, Burnley players are shy. If the manager can't dominate that team, there is a problem. Like I said, Jack, I know you well enough. When you seen that lineup, you didn't expect us to dominate. So why after the fact should we dominate? Why should we go there? If you thought a midfield in containing Hannibal and McTominay is going to dominate any team in the Premier League, not called Luton Town, I don't know what to tell you. You did. I know nobody expected that because that's just unreal. If you expected that, people, I can't say nobody. Oh, what I will say is if you expected that, that's to anybody out there, that's just unrealistic expectations and you're setting yourself up to be miserable at that point. If you've seen that lineup and said, yeah, we're going to go Burnley and dominate. No, we're not. We're not. No. Flawless, we should be going to Sheffield United and scoring eight. Our way record sucks and that lineup was mid, but we play like that against the top sides and it's scary. The reason why I don't say we should go to um, Sheffield United and score eight, this team is not capable. We do not have the offensive players to go anywhere and score eight goals. How many have we scored? What's the most we scored under Ten Hag? It's four, right? When we beat Chelsea. And it's that one time. How, many, how often, someone let me know how many times we scored three goals under this manager. How many Premier League games have we scored three goals under this manager? I know Arsenal being one last season. 
And we obviously we scored four against Chelsea. Who else? We don't score goals. We don't. We don't create enough chances to go there and score eight. We really don't. We're just not that good people. And I hear criticism of the manager, but one thing I won't criticise him for is not dominating and not putting in great performances with teams I don't rate. Now, if that's our first full 11, I'm expecting a better performance against Burnley. Yes. If Aran's out there, if Amrabat's out there, if um, Amalasio or Shaw's out there, Martinez is out there, then I expect a better performance. Chosen Wisdom says, what's your best midfield three at United right now and why? I've said it before, I'll say it again, Casemiro, Amrabat, Eriksen. I think it's got the most balance in it. So from a defensive standpoint, you're good in there with Amrabat and Casemiro. From an offensive standpoint, you got Casemiro can get forward, Eriksen can play passes as well. So you got a mix of everything. You got defensive steel, you got resilience, you have energy, you have legs, um, and then you got technical ability in there. And then you've got players, like I said, who can offer something going forward from a creative standpoint. From both in terms of Ericsson with his passing and then Casemiro with just his sheer will. And also he's a threat from set pieces as well. Yes, Ed says like it's free. Yes, make sure you do. To Jackie says was a purple patch last season. I called it. He's just not an intelligent player. Unfortunately, it's looking like he's going to be one of those players Great season, bad season. Great season, bad season. I don't like that. Um, Rashford, I've said it before, said it again, needs to find a middle ground when he's not playing well. The biggest issue I have with him is he's either 7 out of 10 or better or 3 out of 10 or worse. That's no good. He's very much like um, the stereotypical Manchester United fan on social media. No middle ground. That's Rashford's form. He is the stereotypical Manchester United fan on social media. It's either all great and everything's going well and it's all blue skies or it's the worst of the worst, burn it down to the ground. And that's Rashford's form. I need you when you're not playing well to put in some fives and sixes. But he don't do that. Like I said, he's seven out of ten or better or he's three out of ten or worse. Zero middle ground. No safety net. I need him to create a safety net. I really, really do. <laughs> Kineki says, flawless, stop the cap. That midfield was struggle against Luton. Maybe. You may be right, Kineki. You may be right. I'm not going to lie. Burnley play possession football. Our defence midfield was the furthest thing from being able to do the same. Huh? Imagine having eight different scorers. Must be nice. Must be very nice. Must be very, very nice. Yeah, but you lot are talking. I was talking mainly the Premier League. But yeah, we scored four against Villa in the Cup, four against Betis too. My point is, is that the players are not of quality to go anywhere and score eight goals. We don't score threes and fours consistently. Have we ever done it back to back? Under Ten Hag, have we ever done it back to back? Have we ever scored three goals one game and then three or more the next? And that's in the Premier League, I'm asking. Not like other competitions, so not FA Cup, Europa League. We don't score goals. That's why. That's why when Jack said what he said in regards to oh dominating Burnley is is a concern, but you didn't expect us to dominate beforehand. So, like, well, what like this again? People, the quality of this team is just not too good. Uh, this might be a little early to ask for all this, but Palace twice in the week, twice in this week, Galatasaray in the Champions League at home and Brentford at home the weekend after. Thoughts and results on what you'd like to see in regards to wins. Because it's over, it's four games over three competitions. So definitely need to beat um, Palace in the Carabao Cup, beat them in the Premier League, Galatasaray at home, 
because then that puts us in such a good standing to get out of the group if we do indeed beat Galatasaray, because then you've got Copenhagen back-to-back. And we should be able to beat Copenhagen back-to-back. Then you're nine points from two games. And if we go away to Galatasaray and even get a point, 10 points, you're through to the next round. Then depending on what Bayern Munich do in their games, we never know. We might be able to top the group. Maybe, maybe not. Um, and what I'd like to see, definitely need to see improved. The results is important. We need to put together some back-to-back wins. I don't think we've had back-to-back wins all season long. I don't think so. So, yeah, I think we need to do that and also better performances. This is where now players are coming back from in injury. The manager needs to implement his style and what he is indeed trying to do. And we need to put in better performances. Gavin says, big up Flawless, what's your thoughts on all players joining at a high level and regressing over the years, yet no attention is paid to this? Goes back to even Sir Alex days. I think I think it's multiple things. I think, one, I do this as well. We tend to overrate players being bought by the football club. Two, I say it before, I say it again. When you are a Manchester United football club, you are under scrutiny. You can be at other clubs. You can be at a mid-table club or a team in the bottom half of the table and have two or three poor games that it's not spoken about. If you have one average game at Manchester United, conversation. Look at Onano. Look at the conversation. Six games in. And he's not even made any... He's made two real bad howlers. That's it. Like any other goalkeeper. I've seen the Brighton goalkeeper against Bournemouth make a terrible mistake. Nobody mentioning it. Let Onana have done that against Burnley. It's now a topic of conversation. Onana dropped his keys. That's a prime example. Onana dropping his keys, his car keys, gets more conversation, well, got more conversation and more attention than the Brighton goalkeeper making that mistake. So you're just under the screw, you're just under the spotlights much more. So when you're under the spotlight much more, your strengths are going to be highlighted more. But also on the flip side, your weaknesses are going to be highlighted more. So I don't think it's players regressing. I think his players just being under the spotlight. That's all it is. We're paying much more attention. That's like Onana making a mistake at Inter Milan. We're not really, <clears throat> we're not really paying attention to it. If Hoyland's missing chances at Atalanta, we're not really paying attention to it. Amrabat at Fiorentina, if he's not playing well, we're not playing. None of those clubs are under the same scrutiny as Manchester United Football Club, Real Madrid, Liverpool, Bayern Munich are probably the only like, the only other clubs in that type of realm. That's it. That is legit it. <clears throat> Flawless, apart from Rashford, any other player's form that concerns you and makes you think what happened to him? No. Not really. In regards to concern, obviously I want Martinez to get back to his form. I need Casemiro to get back to the form of last year as well. Take those two out of it, no? Because I know the rest of his levels are just not there. This is why I said I would have brought in five new first-teamers. Said it all summer long. Two new fullbacks, two central midfielders, striker. And that's just the, that's just the first team, never mind actual... Um, never mind, like, actual squad players as well, which we needed a lot of. But it's a whole different conversation, Warrior J. Brother, we don't even have three goal scorers. How are we scoring three? Fardin, talk to them. Talk to them. Big up to Keegan, MUFC, says, Flawless, I think our fan base are way too reactionary. We need to manage our expectations with what we have got. We are not the same Man United people keep forgetting. Hey, Keegan, talk to him. You preaching. Preaching to the choir. I think people do forget that we're not good. They see the shirt and that's it. Rather than look at the actual name on the back of the shirt and the player. And go, okay. 
Jack says, the quality of these players isn't that good. Yes, but this manager has spent 400 million. In my opinion, a better manager can get more out of these some of these players. I agree with you to an extent because we watched him do it last year. That's a fair criticism. And that's an overall criticism. Cool. But I'm talking in isolation about that Burnley game. You, Jack, and no other Manchester United fan looked at that team and said, what a lineup we have. We're going to come here and dominate and play good football. No. And if you did, that was just unrealistic. And just reassess next time. There was no way with that 11 against Burnley that got put out there did we look at that and go, we are going to dominate and win 3-4-5-0 because it's Burnley. No. Like, just be honest with yourselves. But in regards to him spending 400 million, yes, that's a whole different conversation. That is a whole different conversation. But the only thing I think will happen once his players come back is we improve defensively. Offensively, is going wrong. But I hear about the manager getting more out of um, these players. I hear that. That's a, that's a fair criticism because I watched him do it last year. Big up to Stuart B says, nah, hit 100 likes. This, uh, guys, this is A1 content. Flawless is too nice asking for 30. We need Bruno GNA worth of likes. Bruno initially, not Bruno now, even though that was an absolute top quality finish. World-class pass from Everton, Evans. World-class pass from, uh, world-class finish, sorry, from Bruno Fernandes. We just got under 50 in here. Let's get over 50 people in here. What are we doing? And let's bump up the likes as well, man. Like, check one, two, one, two. Let's get up to 40 likes. Hit the like button. Continue to get your questions in as well. And make sure you subscribe to the channel, Sarcasm City TV, as well. So Gavin C says, do you reckon our training is up to scratch? Remember Donny talking about it the first week he arrived. What did Donny say? Gavin, I don't even know about this. What did he say? Oh, shit, it's about to go off. You don't have to tell me what Donny said, but in regards to training, I can't comment because I don't, <clears throat> I don't see it, and I wouldn't even know like what good training is. Like that's above my knowledge of football. It's something I've never thought about. It's, not, it's something I've never taken into consideration. Like, all right, this is a great training session. This is a bad training session. This is a great drill. This this is a shocking drill. Yeah. So in regards to the training, I don't think the issue is training. I think these players are just like I keep stating. They're just not very good people. And people just can't accept that. Now you can say some of the players the managers brought in and kept, that's on him. And that is a fair criticism. Because some of these players you should have got rid of. Without doubt, some of these players you should have got rid of. Oh yeah, Warrior J, we'll get to the Brighton keepers mistake in doing the most. Of course. Of course. Is Cass under more scrutiny than at Madrid? Not sure. I think it's a bit of um, I think it's a bit of both personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one player who's gonna be like Real Madrid, you're under similar scrutiny. Like the pressure's on to perform when you're at Real Madrid. So that I hear, Gavin. Yes. And I think he'll I think he'll get back to his uh, his I think he'll get back to his good form. All right, let's see. To beef says flawless. How many world class players do we have? I'd say four: Fernandez, Onano, Casemiro, Varane. I disagree. I think it's two. I think I think we have two. We have two world class players, and you nurtured them on that list: Casemiro and Varane. That's it. I think Martinez could reach there. Onano, if he improves, could reach there. That's it. They're the only two world class players. I would say the rest of them no. Mm -mm. Hey, True Blue, big up, man. Good to see you in the chat, my guy. Much appreciated. Question for Flawless. What would your lineup be for the Carabao Cup if you say you want to see a strong team? Oh, I'd play Onana in goal. Onana in goal. Dalo regular on fullbacks. Varane. I'd play Johnny Evans. That's centre-back. I won't lie. 
he was he impressed me against Burnley, even outside the assist. Uh, midfield, I would go Casemiro, Amrabat, Bruno, because Bruno, you deserve you do after winning us that helping us win that game with a world class moment. You deserve your start. Then I go Ganacho from the left, Palestri from the right, Hoyland up top. That would be my team. I think that's the possible, pretty much the possible. That's the strongest possible lineup, I would say. So yeah, that's why I would indeed go with. Yes, and like True Blue said, smash the likes, everybody. Make sure you do so. Ed says, Casemiro's being asked to do a job that he's not built for. I think in a pivot, he's going to cook again. I think he'll cook again. That's why I'm not fussed. And two, I don't think his performances have been as bad. But despite whether you're playing in a pivot, you could be playing in a 10. You need to be better on the ball. You need to be better on the ball. And you need to be the level of Casemiro. We know that we all know the level Casemiro can perform at. Because he performed at a high level with these same players who we don't in particular rate. So it's Casemiro. Do the business. We like, do the business. What's going on here as well? Continue to get questions in. Please share across all the socials as well. Make sure you follow in at That's Me Flawless on Twitter and Instagram and at Sarcasm City TV as well. Because anytime I go live on the channel, you may not get a notification from YouTube, but Sarcasm City TV, you will get a notification. You will get a notification from, because I always post that live. Every time we go live, people, on the channel, I always post it on my Instagram, my Twitter, and also the Sarcasm City TV, Twitter, and Instagram as well. What's going on? This thing moving slow. What is happening? Yeah, like I say, continue to get your questions in, people. Continue to get your questions in. What's going on here? What is happening? Sorry, people, my phone's just moving slow as I'm trying to share it to the Instagram story as well. It's going to be interesting when Tanag has a full squad, how he's going to line up. Yes, he has selection dilemma. You've got Casemiro, you've got Bruno, you have Mount, you have Amrabat. You have four, you have four central midfielders for three slots. Who misses out? Or do you do it on a game-by-game -game basis in terms of how you're trying to approach? Because Casemiro's going to play, Bruno's going to play. I'm saying definitely. Casemiro's Casemiro, Bruno is your captain. So then the conversation is who, who, who gets the other uh, position on the team. And I'm hoping it's Amrabat. And then I'm hearing this talk about, oh, he's going to play Mount wide right, which is just absolute nonsense. But that goes to show there wasn't really a, a bulletproof plan for Mason Mount. There really wasn't. Tells you all you need to know. There was no bulletproof plan for Mason Mount if he comes back into this side and starts playing out wide because friggin' Anthony's not there. Can't believe it. I don't want to see that. What, what are we talking about, man? Nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Nonsense. Let's see what's going on. What are we doing here? What are we doing? What, what is happening? Right. Um... Beef says, Flawless, it's uh, top five gets... Sorry, I just got a funny message, people. Uh, Flawless, it's top five gets Champions League. Next year depends on the four Premier League clubs. I still think we get through nine points or homes, I think. Yeah, I think we get out of the group. Even though we lost to Bayern Munich, I think we get out of the group. Then it's just on the draw. If we get through the group, finish second, and get a favourable draw in the next round, cool. I go, you know what? Actually, let me pull up the Champions League um, groups. Let me let me let me pull up the Champions League groups. Hold up one second. Let's see. Right. 
let me have a look at the groups. So for instance, if we get who's in it? All right, say we get the winner of the Salzburg Inter Sociedad Benfica group or Group E, Feyenoord, Atletico Madrid, Lazio. Actually, Atletico Madrid, I think they're playing well. Let me just stick to what I know. Say, for instance, we get Salzburg. Say Salzburg top their group because they're currently top of, of Group D. If we draw Salzburg in the next round, I go, all right, cool, we can get past them. However, if we draw Real Madrid, good night, Vienna. Word to Nuruddin. Like, it's a wrap. And that's okay. Like, we're going to get knocked out by a better side, so it is legit favourable draws. True Blue says, flawless. I don't remember your predictions, top four probably, for this season, but based on the first six games, where do you see United finishing realistically? Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my original predictions, I had to switch up, because I was like, I called this wrong. I had United high, and then I had Chelsea high as well, and I was like, all right, I've called this wrong, and then I switched it up after the first couple of games and was like, forget about us. So, yeah, top five, I got City first, Liverpool second, Arsenal third, Newcastle fourth. Then that'll be the top four. Spurs have surprised me, and it seems Ange's got has, has got he's on point there, and he's got good players as well. They signed very well in Van der Ven, Adogi, Madison. He signed very, very well, and then you add Pesuma into the mix, Sar into the mix as well. You got Son over there, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They've signed very well, so I'll probably go Spurs fifth. I don't think we finished top five. Probably six at best. Six at best, I would say. Manchester United can finish. Like, I don't see us finishing any higher than that. I'm not sure if we're better. We're definitely not better than the top four teams. And then Spurs as well. Look, it looks what's going on. Ed says, even though I don't want Bruno right wing, I actually hope he cooks there just so Ten Hag has to have uncomfortable conversations with the fidget spinner. Yeah, but I suppose Bruno got his goal there against Burnley, but he's not cooking there, man. He's just, yeah. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just not good. <laughs> He's just not. And to True Blue says, uh, did you shoot the Back Again podcast already? I'm worried for my G. Lewis. Ha ha. No, we didn't shoot it yesterday. We're shooting it today. So we're shooting it today. So it'll probably be out tomorrow. It'll either be out tonight or tomorrow. Sheik says, been hearing a lot about Rashford and his creativity in the last few games. And people have been mentioning how strikers in the past at United have struggled aside him. Thoughts on that flawless. People doing too much. People doing too much. Like, in regards to, I hear it, Rashford is not, a, like, a creative winger. He's a shoot-first player, not a pass-first. But I'm not going to blame Rashford for our strikers not here, not being successful, when they're just not good enough. Martial just couldn't stay fit. I think he's done now. I think the injuries have, have taken their toll and he's no longer the same. But even when Martial, I believe, was good enough in terms of from a talent perspective, he couldn't stay fit. Who are the other strikers we're talking about? Veghorst, not good enough. Who else? Someone name me, Sheik. Who are the other strikers that have, quote-unquote, suffered? People like one of... People really would blame Rashford for world hunger if, if they could. I'm pretty sure of it at this point. Like, criticise him, yes, for his performances have been poor and he should have been dropped. I already said I want to play him against Burnley. I wouldn't play him either game against Palace. I wouldn't start him. I'd drop him for a few games just to see if it, it, it can improve his form because he shouldn't be out there playing. But let's not, I'm not blaming him for a Martial who can't stay fit or a Veghorst not performing well. None of the strikers we've had have been good enough. And that's on them. That's not a Rashford problem. That's an individual striker problem. That's on them. So people are going to blame him for anything. 
See, because Gavin says here, only striker who hasn't struggled up front with Rashford is Martial. Rashford needs an unselfish player to help balance his forward play. From a balanced perspective, yes. From a balanced perspective, Rashford does. He he he's that's it. Martial and Rashford work for each other in terms of their profiles. Balance people. You know what I'm saying like a diet. Like right? that's what it is. That's the most key thing. Whether it's midfield, you know what I'm saying. Whether it's two attacking players. Whether it's whether it's life. You need to balance people. I'm saying too much. My pops always said that to me. Shout out to my pops. Too much of anything is a bad thing. That's what he always says, man. Too much of anything is a bad thing. Moderation is the key, son. That's what he always told me. Balance. And it's facts. Big up to True Blue says, thoughts on Hannibal. You see him playing a more important role as the season progresses. Um, yes. And you know why? Because he's going to follow instructions and do the basics and be energetic whilst doing so. Very composed on the ball as well. Like he was very, he surprised me because I've not watched him. That's the first time I've watched him like fully, like from the start. Because it's the first start he's had for us. And his decision-making impressed me, his composure, like just reaching for the ball and just managing to, 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 to pass it past an opponent and things of that nature. He just stuck out, like just smart things like that. He didn't do anything extravagant he didn't excel at anything but he did the basics and i like that just keep the ball ticking that's all you need to do in midfield if you're an eight or a six yes if you have exceptional passing utilize that but if you don't just keep the ball moving five to ten yards and then when the opposition has the ball closed down be energetic get forward also help from a defensive standpoint that's all hannibal did and i have no issues with that he did the basics please just get back to the basics and he put in a he was an average performance. He was an average performance. I thought he was decent, like five, six out of 10. So yeah, do I see him playing a more of an important role? Maybe. Depends on injury. Maybe. See, yeah, I agree. Uh, flawless people been mentioning like Cavani and Ronaldo who were finished. They're, they were not good enough. Whether it's Rashford, put Prime Messi next to them, man. Neymar, go get whoever you want. Cavani not good enough. Ronaldo not good enough. Where, when Cavani left, where did he go? Ronaldo left and ended up in Saudi Arabia. Only P, only, only place that wanted him. Where did Cavani go when he left it? What are we doing, people? We're doing too much. We're doing way, way, way too much. So Gavin says, the big question I have is, is Rashford a net negative to our attacking play? Honest answer when you watch 90 minutes of the game. Rashford when he's off form, yes. Rashford when he's on form, no. That's what it is. But currently, he's off form right now. But he's not the only negative. There's no pluses in our attack. Outside of Hoyland, name me anybody who's getting forward. So take the centre-backs away from that. Obviously, the goalkeeper, uh, the six, the DM, whoever that case may be. So you're talking the two full-backs, eights and tens, white, right winger, left winger. Well, Rashford plays left wing, but right winger, whoever else plays left wing, striker, whoever that is. Who's the pluses? From an offensive standpoint, who in this team has is a plus point from an offensive standpoint where we just all go and blame Rashford? And he's been poor and he needs to be dropped. But let's not act like these other players are... are who's plus? Someone tell me in the chat. Who's the pluses from an offensive standpoint? Please, I beg somebody tell me. I beg someone tell me. Someone tell me, please. Apart from Hoyland. Hoyland, I think he's been a plus point. Who is it? Fullback wise, like I said, eights and tens, right winger, left winger, striker. 
Please, I really want to know this. I'm genuinely, I'm like, you lot be asking me questions. I'm asking you lot. Or do our offensive players, like I said, just suck? They just not good enough. Like, what are we talking about? They just not good enough. Like, somebody tell me. Hey, what are we doing? And yes, to answer this, Tabith Bully asked me just to go over this briefly in regards to City. Could they win a treble or quadruple? Again, absolutely they could. They're favourites for the Premier League. They're favourites for the Champions League. They're favourites for the FA Cup. They're favourites for the League Cup. So, yes. Yes. Gavin says, when was... No, 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 Gavin, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start your question. I get to it. I asked you a question, my brother. So can you please answer my question? Who's the pluses this season from an offensive standpoint? And I get to it. We're not just bypassing what I asked. No, 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 no. Because I don't bypass anything you lot ask. So I'm not... Don't bypass my questions. Who are the positives from an offensive standpoint in this team? Please. Like I said, I would... I genuinely want to know if there is any. And if there is, how many? And I answer any, any questions about Rashford, fine. You don't know I don't duck no smoke. I don't know questions. Whether it's my favourite player or a player I want to be sold. I want to see sold. Don't matter. Lord says, Rashford's decision-making holds him back. He has the all the attributes, just not the IQ. Um, yeah, he needs to improve his decision-making, but I think, that's, I think at this point, unless he's a late bloomer and going to get to 27, 28, and his decision-making improves, this is just going to be him. I think Stephanie G said it yesterday. Rash by name, rash by nature. And I think that's just him. I think it is. Nah, it's all good, Gavin. It's all good. I've started your question anyway, so I'm going to get to it. Don't worry about that. But I genuinely want to know. Stephanie G says, I have a gut feeling Arsenal's invincible season will be matched by City this season. Could happen. It could happen. And where was everyone who was talking about? And I hate praising City because they're the ops. But... Let's just call a spade a spade. Remember the conversation. You lot will remember this on certain shows I was on. Oh, City are going to fall off. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be able to compete again. Blah, blah, blah. And all this rubbish. Remember all that? People talking about City won't be the same. And Arsenal can challenge and beat them to a league title. Or Liverpool can challenge it out the window. They got no De Bruyne and they've lost this play. Like, oh, what are we talking about, man? Flawless, my expectation this season is finishing the top four and win the FA Cup and Carabao Cup. Man, say both trophies, you know. Man, say, man, say, man, say both, man, say both trophies. I, you, that's ambitious. But fairs, my expectation, I say expectation. No, because if we play a Manchester City, a Liverpool, but Arsenal, we're not favourites for those matchups. But we can't beat them in a one-off game. Two-legged is a long day if it's like the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. So I can't say expect, but I do expect us to go far in those competitions. But then again, it's on the draw. Even in the even in the domestic cups, is a is a draw thing. It's, it's 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 so dependent on the draw what we do. Carabao Cup, because Sam was hating about it. We got a favorable draw in the Carabao Cup last season. Not our fault. Not our fault in the slight. Take advantage of having a favorable draw. Same way, Napoli who are a very good side and were very good last season and people wax lyrical, got a favourable draw in the Champions League and they could not take advantage of it. They will not get an, a more favourable draw on paper to get through to a Champions League final. So you have to take advantage of that. So I'm hoping, and it started off well, Crystal Palace at home, would have preferred, um, preferred a non-league, 
What's it called? Would it preferred? Yeah, if, if non-league teams left, would it preferred lower league opposition at home? But Palace at home, I'll take. But bring me your Charlton's and Reddings and Championship sides and League One sides and League Two sides at home, and that's in both the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. But yeah, I think we can definitely win one of the two. I would take your arm off right now for a Carabao Cup or an FA Cup. In regards to um, expectation this season, well, it's in the league. Are we going? For, nah, I don't think we're going to finish top four. So I can't expect us to finish top four when I don't think we're one of the best four teams in the league. Now that's a conversation that's on the manager because you spent money. But top six, I think bare minimum we got to be top six. And I don't know, maybe try and sneak fifth and get into the chat. But then that being said, I don't want to sneak fifth. If I don't want to be in the Champions League as an also right. If we got to go through the Europa League as much as I dislike it, so be it. So goddamn be it. Ah, right, let's see what else is going on as well. Yeah, Stephanie G, I remember you. And your, I was going to say dad jokes, but you and your mum. Yeah, it is dad joke humor. I don't know if you're a mum, but it's definitely parent-like humor, you joker. But big up to you, Stephanie G. Under Ten Hag, we really have had we really have had a major issue with the identity of our attack, and it's hard to thrive unless you direct Ganacho and Rashford. So then, to answer my question, Gavin, which I do agree with, nobody's been a plus point. So why am I pinpointing Rashford? If nobody's been a plus point going forward, and he's actually put up goals, actually put up assists, actually put in performances last season, and helped us one win a trophy and two finish third, I can't complain. When was the last time Rashford's um, on form in terms of his performance in the last three years? Even in his purple patch, he had some stinkers during the 90 minutes. Can we distinguish between goals and good performance? Yes, we can distinguish. But what people don't understand and, for and forget about is when you are the best attacker on your team and you are the, the biggest threat, you naturally create space for, uh, for your, uh, your teammates. Even before you get on the pitch. Before we played every team last season, the conversation from the opposition would have been, we need to stop Rashford. Let's defend deeper because Rashford, um, because Rashford's there. Which then in turn creates more space for Bruno, creates more space for Ericsson, creates more space for Casemiro, Anthony. The list goes on, whoever's out there from an offensive standpoint. So in regards to his performances, yes, he's never going to please people on the eye. Pause. Pre-pause. He's not that player. Aesthetically, Rashford is never going to be that. I think people are locked too much at that. He's never going to look like Mares. He's never going to look like Odegaard, Madison. When I say that, I'm talking pre-pause again, strong pre-pause, aesthetically pleasing on the football pitch. So in regards to, yeah, he had some stinkers. What player doesn't have stinkers? Every winger has stinkers. What are we talking about? Every attacking player. I don't get it. This is what I failed to understand. And he helped us by himself. He was pretty much by himself out there. None of our other attackers really did too much. And we know his limitations. We know his strengths. We know his weaknesses. He's currently in poor form right now and needs to be dropped. Yes. But everyone has stinkers. And I've seen Matoma have a few. No one mentioned it, though. But then people say, go get Matoma. So how's Matoma in a better system, a better team, a better manager, according to some not performing well? I've worked, I've watched Brighton this season. But people don't want to have that conversation. Uh, crickets in the chat, they're all meaty. Exactly it. But we just want to pinpoint one guy. Uh, 
Aston says, uh, big up sarcasm, Mr. Consistent. Hey, big up Aston, much appreciated, my guy. Yes, and let's continue to bump up the likes as well, man. Girls up to 40 likes, people. What are we doing? Girls up to 40 likes. We have three forwards put in our squad for out of our squad for non-footballing issues. One that's always injured, one flop by, and the rest are youngsters. So you're talking about who's out for foot? Obviously, Greenwood, Anthony. Who's Dover? Yeah, because you said non-football. Oh, you're talking about Sancho? All right, I'll go one further. I don't think any of them players make a difference anyway. Personally, apart from Greenwood. And we've seen him struggle, not on the 10 high because he hasn't played under him, but under the last manager. But apart from Greenwood, do I think any of these players make a major difference? No. Do I think Sancho joins back into this team and automatically we look so much better? No, he doesn't make significant improvement. To me, I'll go one further. I don't think Greenwood makes significant improvement. He don't. Because then you have Rashford one side, Greenwood the other. Who's creating? Because Greenwood is also a shoot-first player. So you have two shoot-first wingers. Who's creating? We've, you had Rashford, Hoyland, Greenwood is not working. It's, it's not. With Bruno behind it. Who's creating? They are all pretty much... Hoyland, I can't say, but he's a striker, so... I'd put him under shoot first. And when I say shoot first, that's not a criticism. That's just profile people and just preference in regards to how a player prefers to play. So we got four players that none of these players attack. None of these players help us. To me, see, and when I say that, significant improvement. And that kills that dead when people say, oh, why do you always back Sancho? I backed him in one instant. But again, people can't, can't hear things in isolation. That's what it is. But yeah, none of those players changes significantly. And that's a big problem because you mentioned it, Gavin, in regards to buying poorly. Yes, the two attacking players we bought, poor buys. Anthony and Mount, poor buys. If one of them was good, we'd be in a much better predicament right now. But, hey, we move. We move. To Hal Dane, who says, I think that United's performance was down to low confidence. You can see the players second-guessing themselves. And I take that into consideration. It's okay to have... Um, Low, it's okay to it's okay to have low confidence, like in regards to it's gonna happen when you're at high level sport. Your confidence is gonna dip at moments and at points, like that's just what it is. So, and I see that against Berlin, I know their confidence is low. So I take that into consideration when I look at the performance, and they fought. I'm saying for the lack of quality, yeah, the lack of skill was there, but there was no lack of will. There was the time when I think it was Jay Rodriguez, the pass got played in, Onana dived out to the 50-50, and then Johnny Evans with the slide tackle. I just keep using it. That's the players giving it their all, dying for the badge. And people talk about, you see the badge there? Like that's that's the equi that's um an example of that. So yeah. Uh, true, he does create space, but he loses the ball or concedes possession long before anyone can ever take advantage. And that's all our attackers. So why do we just criticise him for that? All our attackers do this. Every single one of our attackers. Forget Ireland, not seeing enough of him. All our attackers do this. When Ganacho played, he opened. Did he play the first two games? First three games of the season? That was criticism. Palestri's new. Anthony got criticised heavily. Bruno's not good enough. Mount. We know he's not good enough. Who else? So why does he get criticised solely for something all our attackers do? I keep saying these attackers are just not good enough. It's like when people say, oh, take Rashford out of the side and we're going to create so much more on the score. Who? Who? 
because Ganacho's also shoot first. And I like Ganacho, don't get him mistaken. And I think he's better off the bench, but he's not a creative player. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, Stephanie G, someone going to say this, even though you're joking. Someone going to say, oh, we should have kept Dan James. You wanted Dan James. So a fully fit Sancho, Martial, Greenwood front line doesn't pop. No, it doesn't, Gavin. This is hor In 2023, this is horrendous. Sancho's not good enough. As a winger, he's not a modern day. There's no winger of his profile at any top club in Europe being successful. Not one. And you look at City, throw Liverpool in the mix, because I think they're the best two teams in the league. You want to say Arsenal, well, throw those three. So you have City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. Um, we'll use those five. Somebody name me. And even outside of those, somebody name me a winger at a top club in Europe who's succeeding at the highest level, who's like Sancho. Sancho is not a modern-day winger in the Premier League. He's not. Now, do I think he can go elsewhere and be successful? Yes, he's talented. I also think he'd be better centrally. But no. Martial's dusted. He's done. How many years are we going to do? We can't keep doing this. We'll butcher Luke Shaw, but then give Martial chance after chance. Both not good enough. It's a rap show's over. He's been here, what, eight years? How long's Martial been here? Because Van Gaal signed him, right? Is it Van? Yeah, it was Van Gaal. So, and Van Gaal signed Shaw, so it's not too far apart. He's been here almost a decade. It's a wrap. Greenwood, unfortunately, he's the only one of those with other players who can be good. But because of what he did, I'm not trying to see him in a Manchester United shirt again anyway. Yeah, Gavin, feel free to call in. What's going on here? Let me put this back. Sorry, it just moved on the screen. It moved the picture to the corner. One day I'll come on the calling show. We can trap it up. Yeah, man, call into the kick, Gavin. You're my guy. You already know what it is. You already know. Yeah, it's, it's a rap, man. You know what I'm saying? Pace and power runs the thing. It's athletes. You know what I'm saying? It's athletes. Like, that's just what it is. You see it in the North London derby. What the Spurs have in their midfield. Is Basuma quality like on the ball and it, but yeah, athletic. That's what Saar does as well. That's all you need to do. You just need to be functioning. No, you said uh, none of those could never make a difference. So I was alluding to how they could have by that selection. They don't make a significant difference. No, I know we score less goals last season with that front three than what we did this season. Just gone. That's not a good front three. I'm saying Sancho, Martial, Greenwood. No pace in it. No pace. There's no pace in that front three. No pace. Like, mm -mm. Who's running in behind? Who's spinning in behind? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sancho, my guy. Don't get him mistaken. I just don't think he can be successful here. Said this. Only place I think he could be successful is him playing centrally. That's why I was like, when I was hearing about him playing false nine in, in preseason, I was like, I like this. But then the manager, what's he called, innit? Um, the manager, for whatever reason, decided not to play him there, which I don't know why. But yeah, make sure you call into the fan calling show, Gavin. We just need new attackers. Like I said, I think Hoyland will be a plus point. That right winger spot is an issue. Fullbacks are an issue as well. Because when you look at other teams, their fullbacks offer like so much to the attack going forward, in particular when you look at Liverpool. 
when you look at Arsenal, like with Zinchenko inverting, I see Ben White all the time overlapping. Like even the first goal Saka scored, Ben White overlapped. Like it's so important to your attack. So whether your fullback is inverting and one of them's overlapping or whatever the case may be, you just need them to offer more. Also, our midfield don't. Look at them, them to um to assist that Madison got. They look like simple assists, but they're not. In particular, the first one. Like, the way he span away from Sako, and then how many times have we seen, not just Manchester United players, but players in that position at the byline, and they just smash it across the goal. He's picked out Son. And not only has he had the intelligence to pick out Son, he's had the ability to find him with the correct pass. Because if he plays it, he has to play that pinpoint. If Madison, if that's too short, it gets cut out. If there's too much pace on it, then Son probably it probably goes wide. It was pinpoint precision. This is what I talk about when people say mention stats and say, oh, such and such played X amount of progressive passes, or such and such, or both passes lead into a shot. You can play 20 passes in a game and have a hundred percent success rate, and 18 out of them 20 passes could be bad just behind the player or where the player has to stretch. It was pinpoint. Even when he won the ball back for the second goal, Madison, pinpoint. If he overhits that, Son gets forced wide. If he underhits that, Son has to take a touch and then maybe the defender gets back across. Weight of pass, yes. And people really underestimate weight of pass. Yeah, those stats don't tell you the intangibles. That's why I don't hear it about Bruno. Just because a pass gets there does not mean it's successful. Just because I play the most passes and it leads to shots don't mean it don't mean nothing like Madison, like in that situation with Son for the second goal. How many times have we seen that pass over hit? But it could get over hit and Son's good enough to the point where he scores. But Madison made it as easy as possible for him to score. He didn't even have to break stride. He didn't even have to break stride, Son. That's how much that weight of pass was on point. You know how hard that is to do? Yes, it's a simple pass because it's two on one, but that's not easy. Because if that was easy, all attacking players would do that. All attack, and this isn't me just going at Bruno, I'm just saying in general how tough that is to do. And people really underestimate that. And that's what we lack. Yeah, man, Gavin, people really don't get it. They think me and you, Gavin, are playing in midfield and I play 40 passes and all 40 are successful. You play 40 passes and 25 of yours are successful. But your 25 passes could be much better than my 40. Because yours could be pinpoint, the weight of pass could be absolutely correct. Whereas my 40, 38 of them, you know what I'm saying, weren't the correct weight of, right, weight of pass. Where a player had to had to break stride. Or because the pass wasn't, the weight of pass wasn't correct, he gets tackled. Or it's now a 50-50. Uh, what are we doing? To start, Lord says Madison will be injured too and he's in his honey, uh, honey honeymoon phase at the moment. It's crazy the amount of people who are shut up about it. People don't want that Madison Bruno conversation now. Because I was told, oh, Bruno's better than Madison. Silence. I'm saying silence. And let's not even do an act like Spurs have a fantastic attack. Richarlison, Johnson, Kolesewski. Who else? Who plays up top for that? Who else plays up top? Mine is son, like Son's son. But then what's crazy is, same criticisms I hear, people give Son, I hear of Rashford. Like, what are we talking about? 
People don't want to have that. Same way with the city conversation when people said, oh, they're going to fall off and all this rubbish. Like, let's just start being honest. And if you're running an agenda, just say you're running an agenda. I'll say, I'm saying this, but not even an agenda. I'm saying this because I don't like such and such a team. Or such and such a player is my, player X is my favourite. Cool. Then I know where I use Eddie. Shout out to Eddie as the example all the time. He's LA Lakers through and through. If you cut him, he would bleed purple and gold. He cannot stand the Clippers. So therefore, I know when I'm asking him questions about the Clippers, where his thought process and his mind he's, is at with the Clippers. I'm not going to be like, you know what? Eddie's not being logical and reasonable and, you know what I'm saying, and fair with his assessment of the Clippers. He gonna, if he's in the chat, he's going to pop up in the chat and say, F the Dippers. Guaranteed. If he is still in the chat. Shout out my guy, Eddie, every single time as well. That's my done. Shout out, Eddie, every single time. That's that's my dog. Hey, big up to Daps Lover in the chat as well. Let's get up to 40 likes, man, before we do indeed close out. Let's get up to 40 likes, people. Let's get up to 40 likes. Again, because people don't know these things. The people know Madison plays consistently 30 games a season. Yes, because when I was talking in the summer about Madison, um, and people say he's injury prone. So how can we play 30 plus games in the Premier League all season long? pretty much every season, I think by one or two. I'd have to double check the numbers, but I remember doing it during the summer. I just say you don't rate him and keep it stepping. Just say you don't rate him and keep it stepping. But Hey, like I said, he's outperformed Bruno so far this season, not even a debate. Anyone want to debate that? I know it was only six games in, but guess what? Madison had gone there and was poor and Bruno was playing well. What would the conversation be? Oh, see, this is why we shouldn't, we didn't sign Madison and did it. All right. Haldane says, we all know Bruno ain't better than Madders, but it's the United players over everyone thing as, as us United fans do. It's the agenda thing. The thing is, Haldane, I genuinely believe that. I think you're giving him too much credit. I think people genuinely, some United fans genuinely believe, genuinely believe that Bruno is better than Madison. Like in my heart of hearts, I genuinely believe if you put them on a, like a lie, uh, a lie detector test, a lie detector test, they would fully, oh, do you believe, and was asked the question, do you believe Bruno Fernandes is better than James Madison? And said, yes, he would say they're telling the truth. Genuinely. See, I'm keeping it real. And that's from a female perspective. She says, to be fair, I just don't like Madison. He looks so bland. See, Fez, honest though. So now when Emma says something else again about Madison, I'm like, oh, I know where it's coming from. What are we doing it? I said, if they believe that, they need help. <laughs> that's funny. But it's our fan base for you. I know how then you're not shocked by what I said. I know you're I know you're not shocked by what I've said in regards to it. You know what our fan base is like. Hmm? Oh, is he your vice captain? I didn't actually know this. Just says shock is uh he shot up a lot of people. Also, we stopped the nonsense that he isn't a leader. Pastor Cogley made him vice captain too. I didn't know he was vice captain. I had no idea, but I've been talking about Madison for I think two years now. I'm saying maybe 18 months, something like that. But continue to bump up the likes, people. Final few questions. Girls up to 40 likes, man. What are we doing? Girls up to 40 likes. Why is the like so low? What is going on? Girls up to 40 likes, people. Girls up to 40 likes. What is happening? What are we doing here? Let's see what's going on here. What I was thinking, what's that on my hand? Yeah, after some Madison and Romero vice. I didn't know that. Okay, that's fair. Final few questions, though, people. But just in regards to United and Burnley, am I happy with the performance? No, not in the slightest. 
but am I happy with the performance in the sense of I was unsure if these players were still on the ship. I don't know if the, si if the ship was sinking and the players were like, let it sink. But no, I'm saying they fought against Burnley, got the win, back up and running. Let me actually run through our next couple of fixtures. Of course, I know we got Palace twice and then it is indeed Brentford at home, which is favourable. So obviously beat Palace in the in the third round of the Carabao Cup, get past them in the league. Then it's Galatasaray actually on the Tuesday. Like we got vital important games and then you got Brentford on the Saturday. So that's before the international break. So you've got, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got Palace at home, Palace at home, Galatasaray at home, Brentford at home. Four home games. We need four wins. Simple as that. Need four wins without doubt. Better performances as well from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint. Individuals got to stand up. We need to look more of a team unit as well. Varane being back is a major, major help. Major, major help. Amrabat in the mix as well. How often is anyone else coming back from injury who's going to impact us like that? So other than that, yeah, I can't really say too much more. Props to Ten Hag, props to the players on going there and getting a result. Because I had my doubts when I seen that team. I was stressed. All right. Let's go and grind this out. But we have to be better against Palace. We have to be better against Palace in the League Cup. I hope he plays a strong team, which I believe Ten Hag will because he did that all last season. And then I hope he plays a strong team again against Palace in the Premier League on a Saturday, three o'clock kick. And then Galatasaray at home. That's a, that's a, but we have to win that. Almost win. It's that next three games are across three different competitions and they're almost win. So we need to. Need to, 100%. And let's hope so. The performances do indeed improve and the results. Let's start getting some some back-to-back -back wins, getting some momentum and boosting the confidence. Jez says, you've seen the whole Sancho news again. They just repeat stuff. Guess they needed they needed new news as United won. Why? What was the Sancho? What was the Sancho thing? I actually don't know, Jez. What is this? What is the Sancho news? Let me know before we do indeed close out, people. What is the Sancho news? And don't forget, people, also, we are available this show. Audio, all the other shows on the channel are available on audio-only platforms, people. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, type in Sarcasm City TV. And this show and all the other shows will pop up, people. So like I said, SoundCloud, hit us with a follow on there. Spotify, make sure you follow us, five-star us. And iTunes, or you iPhone users as well, make sure you do so. Even if you don't listen on the audio platforms, if you have an Android and use Spotify, or you have an iPhone and use iTunes, and well, if you have an iPhone, but you don't use iTunes, Apple Podcasts, still go there, follow us and five-star us, because it helps. It's all under the Sarcasm City TV umbrella, people. So as much as the YouTube is important, I need you lot to support the audio platforms as well, because this can help this grow. Man could get a big sponsor via the audio platform. So I'm on there as well. And obviously some people just prefer to listen um, to audio only as well. Audio, like people really do. Um, and follow the kick as well. Gavin mentioned it before in regards to calling into the fan calling show, which I will be running, going to run a fan calling show Thursday, people. I run one Thursday, 8.30 p.m. UK time, but I'll tell you a lot closer to the time. But go follow the kick, man. Go download the app for free. Sign up for free. Same way you watch and comment on YouTube. It's the exact same on the kick. Um, just repeating that he doesn't want to apologise as the only way he can come back into the squad. Yeah, man, that's that's broken and it's done. It's done. Yeah, it's finished. People judge Bruno solely based uh, on his overall, his his output, his overall performance is pretty mid. The only thing I rate about him is, is the killer ball. If you want the guys to control games, he ain't that guy. Yeah, that's why I've never said sell him. 
there's a place for him in the squad, but him being the main guy? No. I don't want a midfielder that can't control games. I want a midfielder that's weight of pass is not the way forward, which is not like his weight of pass isn't good. He plays the same way regardless of if Manchester United are 3-0 up or 3-0 down. And, and that's what it is. That's why I don't even criticise him. I just know he's not good enough. But the Burnley game, <clears throat> full credit. His moment of his moment of individual brilliance helped us win that game. Quality. Give him full credit for it. Full credit for it. Jason, big up to you as well. We are going to close out this show. Manj, big up to you. Let me see who's actually um, live. If not, I'll just send you lot to doing the most still. So let me see who's live. Bruno isn't a forward. Isn't a midfielder. He's a forward in my opinion. No, I hear that, Stephanie. I hear that. Right. What are we doing? Yo, why can't I find just wrong thing? Wrong thing. What is going on? Well, you lot, just please continue to support in the manner in which you have. Much, much, much appreciated. You know what? Rants is live, so we'll raid rants. Just put Sarcasm City um, in the what's it called? Sarcasm City in the chat when you when you join Rance's stream. Just put Sarcasm City Raid, I should say, in capital letters. Flawless, you play FIFA Pro Clubs PS5 or PS4? PS4, Jason. I'm on PS4. That's what I'm on. But I've not bought the new FIFA yet. But when I do, we will be running um, clubs. But we'll still run clubs anyway on the Twitch for the time being. I'm going to probably get it to YouTube because you lot seem to, when I put it on the YouTube channel, enjoy it. So it'll probably be a mix. I'll come up with something. But yeah, I'm probably going to buy the new FIFA at some point. I just don't want to pay. What is it? £65 or something? I was like, what? And I got the money there. I just don't want to, I just don't want to spend it. I'm like, that can go on that's that can go on food for a month. What are we doing here? You can go on food. Not even a month. That could be five, six weeks. I'm saying you can go on gas and electric or something. I'm like, what 60 odd pound? It's like, nonsense, man. You know, I was like, what the hell? But hey, we move. But if anyone knows any cheap deals for me to get the new FIFA, let me know. You know, it's like 30, 40 pounds up there. I can get it for 30, 40 pounds. I am there, people. I am there. Let me know. I know someone knows something. But Stephanie G, glad you enjoyed the show. Glad you, I hope you lot enjoy, all enjoyed the show as well. Yeah, it's crazy. Even the last FIFA I bought wasn't like 60 odd. I think I bought it late, but it wasn't. I think it was like 40. So I'm like, where you get 60 from? Waiting for the price to drop. I ain't gonna lie. I might buy. I'll probably buy around Christmas. I'm gonna lie. Cheapskate. Probably end up getting it around Christmas. I'm running clubs on like Christmas Day, Boxing Day type of thing. I'll probably end up doing that. Yeah. But anyways, love to everyone that's locked in. You lot are real ones. Like I said, go big up rants. Put sarcasm city raid in the chat. And this is but catch you back here at midnight, people. Catch you back here at midnight for doing the most, which is the Premier League show. And this has been the Bandit Me Night podcast live on the Sarcasm City TV YouTube. Big up for tuning in.